Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present, to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
Folks, welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good. This is your Tuesday episode. Tuesday. Oh my God, we're 40%, we're 40% of the way through the week. I'm not good at math, but I, you know, we, we always do this. You count 20% for Monday, 20% for Tuesday, 20% for Wednesday, and then I would say count 35% for Thursday. That way you can go into Friday and just finish out that last for a 5%. Friday, like I always say, do go in half-assed to that day at work. It's fine. Your bosses expect it. How are you guys doing? I felt like I haven't talked to you in a while, even though I talk to you pretty much every day. Uh, I wish I was able to talk. We've got to figure a way. I have a what to take live callers. That truly is my dream, is to take live callers to say, hey, I'm recording during this time and this time. Please call in. And we'll just talk about anything. Like, my dream is to give and <laughs> be like a Dr. Laura like, like, a bad, like a bad version of it, you know? Like, I would say, like, do not take any of this advice. But then I would try my best to give good advice. Is that how Dr. Laura started? Anyways, <laughs> new things are coming towards the end of 2022 and 2023. This, I mean, it's it's done. 2022 is done, right? And we're in October. We're in that last October, November. We're in the last three months. My God, you guys. Uh, then, Marita, before I recorded today, just sent me a statistic that I was like, wait, what? She said yesterday, the Watch What Crappens episode with Ronnie and Ben, that was our 500th episode. <laughs> Holy shit. We've been doing this almost three years. And the reason why that number is so large, because then we went to a daily format. So I was doing five, six podcasts a day. The first year I did it, it was during quarantine and the pandemic, and I would do one a week, but that one episode would be, remember, it would be like six hours for those of you who were with me from the beginning because we were just laying around in our room still doing our job. So I thought, what a cool way, you know, it's like I grew up on talk radio and like Stern would do five hour shows. He now does like three and a half hour shows two or three times a week when he's not taking summer vacations. But I just thought that's so cool. You get the whole show and it's like, that's how I grew up doing like high school theater and theater is that you would just, you know, everything interested me. Then I went to a daily format thinking that would be much easier on me and I would just do 45-minute episodes Monday through Friday. And <laughs> real quick, I found out that wasn't going to happen because those ended up being like two-plus hours because there's just so many good things to talk about. And and there, there, there's so many interests that we all have. I, I don't want to be just talking about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. In fact, I am so, so close to being completely done with talking about them for the season. And I'm so, so excited. Sutton, if you're listening, you are my white whale. You are my Moby Dick. You, uh, listen, you're the one at BravoCon. If anybody's listening that's Sutton's friend, I, and I, I, I like it actually genuinely sounds creepy where I'm like, I'm coming for you, Sutton. But like, that's the only one I want to get a picture with. I want to meet all you guys. Um, so we got a lot of stuff to talk about up front. And then, of course, today we're doing the pop culture roundup a day late with Sophie. Uh, so we did watch what crappens on Monday, Sophie on Tuesday. And I usually, we all usually like to start that pop culture roundup on Monday. It's a good start to the week. So excuse us for doing it on Tuesday. I hope you'll uh, forgive me, but it's here. It's it, We're talking pop culture as we always do. But man, aren't those Watch What Crabbins guys amazing? 
I feel like we all know that, but I think it's worth saying how amazing and what an inspiration in how to build something and how to stay nice people while you do it. And they are so, like, I just, man... I hope there's someday a documentary on the Watch What Crappens guys. In fact, you know what? Next time they do on tour, sure, I'm just going to have the time for this. I'm going to do a documentary about them. I'm just going to follow them around like the Grateful Dead, and I will go from town to town, and I will interview their fans, and we will see what goes on behind the stage. I mean, because, uh, I don't know. I can't say enough good things, but what an inspiration. And it's so good to do something like this where you have people that inspire you. You have the Watch What Happens guys. You have Danny. You have the Kate Casey. And you have no, so many. I mean, it is a recorded fact that eight new Bravo podcasts come out every day now. <laughs> so there is so much to choose from. I can't imagine what it's like to be your ears sometimes. How do you make the right choice? And then it's scary for me because I say one wrong thing. You guys are out. You're like, there's 30 billion other podcasts to choose from. So I've got so I'm constantly saying the right thing. <laughs> I'm never saying the wrong things at all. You guys, so my parents uh, left today, and it was very sad for so many reasons. And it had been such, oh, sorry, guys. It had been such an intense week for so many reasons that I hope I can share with you at some point. Um, but we got through it. We we did get through it. And today was such a busy day. I put myself on tape for a movie, which was so cool. It's always cool to get an audition. Worked out with my trainer. And my trainer said, hey, we stepped up the intensity today. And you you did it. You did good. I think I'm starting to impress him. Even though every time I look back, he's kind of um, on his phone. You know, <laughs> he kind of looks half bored. Because, you know, we're building up to something. But... It has changed that the workout changed. Remember when I used to be really scared to go to him? This started like two months ago where I was like crying and all that. And now I'm getting to the point where I'm getting excited to go because my body is starting to be able to do some of the exercises like squats. <laughs> I mean, these trainers, they're obsessed with squats. It's a true problem in the health industry. We are obsessed with squats, and I am tired of them. I'll tell you that much. Um, but it is exciting to get better at that. Um, let's see. I've got so many little things to say to you guys. First off, thank you for being here as always. Secondly, if you like the podcast, rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, take a li listen to our sponsor. Go check out, um, you know, like the what it says to go check out in terms of this podcast. Sign up for your 10 or 20% off what you get from BetterHelp or whoever the sponsor is that week. It really does help because eventually, like, I want to do this forever. So it is going to be a necessity. Today was such an exciting day. Because I also did all that stuff, but I got to go to Dear Media Studios, um, where Ariana Maddox, uh, our bud from Vanderpump Rules, I got to do her podcast called Earth to Ariana, Earth to Ariana, which premiered a, like two months ago or something, and I just think she is a delightful human being, and. Uh, she's even better than she comes off on the show. And I learn a lot from her, inspires me a lot with mental health. And I got to be on her podcast and they have the best studios over at Dear Media. Man, sometimes I wish I was a girl. I mean, for so many reasons, but I wait because they, they have a primarily a, so many amazing female podcasters. I mean, you got Jackie Schimmel. Today, those girls, what are they? The Morning Toast Girls, Jackie and Claudia. Is that right? They... Signed an exclusive deal with Dear Media. 
Um, they just have so much, and their studios are so cool. You have video cameras taping you. It's like, it, it is really interesting. And I'm with Cloud10, and we keep getting better and better, and they keep acquiring better podcasts. So I am so excited to grow with them, hopefully. But I urge you guys, I think that podcast comes out today as well with Ariana, and it is just a such a fun conversation. We talk about Vanderpump Rules. We talk about how we uh, feel about reality shows. We get into some mental health stuff. But it is just a conversation I kept. I could have kept going forever. I mean, Ariana, I think, does her podcast like 45 minutes, and I'm like, what are you talking about? We're just getting warmed up. You sit down. We got two more hours left. But excitingly enough, Ariana will be on So Bad It's Good next week to prep us for BravoCon. So go check that out. And also remember, she's a new podcast. And I know she's Ariana and you think, oh my God, she doesn't need any help. But everybody needs help. So go leave a five-star review on that podcast. And if you liked me on it, say, I really liked Ryan on it. Have him back on again. Really put the screws on it. Because this stuff, man, like I always say, it's just as many practices up at bat that you can get. You know, you can get better and better and you can learn to communicate clearer and clearer. I mean, it's taken me 500 episodes to really get a clear sentence. I mean, it's a run-on sentence still, but it's getting clearer as the episodes go by. Also, a quick shout-out to my team, Maritza Lopez and Sandra Fryer. Um, I say the uh, I say Sandra's name wrong all the time. I used to say Maditza's name wrong all the time. Now, Maditza is interesting because she's been with me from the beginning because we knew each other before this podcast even existed. I mean, it was through online, but we knew each other, and she knew the Kardashian podcast, and I remember she made this one image of Kendall Jenner No, 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 no. It was Jared Leto. Remember that Met Gala where he went carrying a version of his own head? And, you know, super creepy like Jared. And she made that head Jared Leto. And then, no, she made that head Kendall Jenner. And then Kendall Jenner was holding my head. And I'm like, this is genius. I didn't even ask for this. And this girl just like, I mean, this was just the kind of weird thoughts I have and she had it and she put it perfectly into a picture. The cool thing about Maritza is she has gotten so much better as an artist and she already started so, uh, so she was already amazing when I met her, but I've seen her take classes. I've seen her now do work for other people through this. I, I mean, and she's a perfectionist. Like I am somebody that is, I used to, I'm used to like running and gunning. Like If I am not happy with this podcast today, I know I can't really get too upset because there's going to be a new one tomorrow. So I got to keep going. But Maritza, she really will. She'll pay attention to those details that I don't see. And that is so helpful. But, you know, she was from the beginning with me. And it is just wild to see. And she sent me that number. And I always tell you guys, I'm a glass half empty kind of guy. So I saw that number and I'm like, 500 episodes, man, shouldn't I be like the president of the United States by now or the president of podcast. You know, I, I tried to immediately look at it as a negative, like, well, shouldn't, but then I was like, no, fuck that. Look at this. Look at what we have. You guys, I have so many of you guys out there listening that you communicate. that don't even get to write back half the time that you say such damn nice things to me. And I see that and I'm just, I blush and I'm like, how the hell did this happen? Like what? We haven't even started doing live shows yet. 
imagine that. That truly is a, a dream and a goal of mine. So that is something to look forward to, uh, to push myself to. And please, when I do, I'm going to need you to show up for those as well. I ask a lot for you. I, I ask a lot from you, the audience, but I also give a lot uh, because this just, this is all just the coolest. Um, so 500 episodes and next week is BravoCon, you guys. And uh, Maritza, for somebody that I talk to every day, I text with her. I talk with her. She lives in Arizona. She lives about 45 minutes away from my family. And we have never met in person. Now, a lot of you guys might know that already, but for those who don't, I've worked with her now for years, never met her in person. And we record podcasts for the Patreon all the time. She's been on this. She does the graphics. She does, I mean, never met. So BravoCon will be our first meeting. So who cares even what the panels are? I feel like we should sell tickets to this first meeting because this is going to be crazy because you know she's nervous. She all acts tough and stuff like that, but I know she's nervous. So it's But I cannot wait. And I get to meet whoever is going, you guys. You got to let me know. And you got to come up to us. If it's me or Medita, and you got to come say hi. You got to do that. I also am very proud to announce, I think I'm allowed to announce, I will be doing some events for DirecTV while I'm there. That is something that I've been hinting at for a little bit. Um, but I'm finally in the final stages of negotiating. But I am so thrilled. So I guess I have to go get a haircut tomorrow. And I tell you, I started to grow out the beard again. I think I might just go back to the mustache. So if for some reason you're like, no, you've got to come find me in Los Angeles tomorrow and shake me because I have a haircut at 11 a.m. And it, I have not gotten a haircut in months and months and months. So I got and, and how much pressure for that hairdresser? I got to go. Hey, hey, this hey, you better do this good because I have to be out in the real world next week. I got to get clothes. Like, I can't just go around in basketball shorts, my normal outfit. So much stress. But it's going to be so much fun, you guys. So if you hear of fun things going down, let us know. Um, you know, I am ready to meet you guys, to talk to you guys, to laugh with you guys. And you better, like, if I don't get to a panel, you better take notes for me. You better take audio for me so we can make podcasts out of it. Um, I want to do, uh, we'll be doing some uh, BravoCon specials, hopefully talking with some cool people. Man, I really pray to God I get to meet Sutton. But that's really exciting, and I'm really scared. I'm really scared to go, but I hope it's going to be a blast. I hope so many of you people are there, and I get to meet everybody. Um, so that is exciting. What else? Um, let's see. Let's get on to some news stories, um, you know, because that's what kind of this is about. We're 20 minutes in, and I haven't really told you anything. Now, my friend Marissa, who takes a lot of notes and points me in the right direction for a lot of news stories, which is really helpful. In fact, somebody reached out to me the other day and said they wanted to help with notes, too. And I'm like, if somebody wants to take notes on, like, the Kardashians for me or Potomac or even Salt Lake City, reach out to me and let me know. Because those things, the notes are really what uh, slows everything down. On Thursday, when my parents were here, I was, I think I worked the longest out of that day just because of everything. And I had Juliana Carraza taking my Beverly Hills notes. I'm, 
is this boring to hear about the podcast? Anyways, go over to the Patreon. I tell you a lot more about the behind the scenes stuff. And there's like three episodes coming out on the Patreon this week. So go join patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. Now, straight up with Stasi. You guys remember this girl, Stasi Schroeder? She loved Ranch and Game of Thrones. Turns out she had a baby and she's married to Bo Clark now. So her podcast, Straight Up with Stasi, is back, baby. And I think it launched on the podcast charts, all podcasts, at number two. The actual episodes, uh, Sandra, I think, said were in the hunt, like in the hundreds. So it means a lot of people signed up at once and subscribed for the pod, which I did not doubt at all. I thought that was completely going to happen. Um, because she is an insanely popular fe- uh, uh, person, no matter how you cut it. And um, so let's see, I had Mar- Marissa listen to it because I didn't have time to listen to it. And here were some notes that she sent that I wanted to read to you guys for those of you who are not listening and feel like you might be missing out. These are some notes. Uh, Stasi decided not to have her old episodes up before because at time and place... Uh, she said, at a time and place, people will be able to listen, but it's not now. Uh, back then wasn't her time to be speaking. She is talking about, of course, uh, when she was dealing with the faith situation and getting let go from Vanderpump Rules. She didn't feel right to do po- the podcast before, and she was pregnant, especially the situation she got herself in. So many things she learned she wanted to say. She wanted the first time people heard from her after was her book, which was called Off With Her Head. Uh, I have not read that book. I have not read uh, the, uh, is, was it, is the book called Straight Up Post? No, Next Level Basic. I have not read that either. Um, but I am a fan of Ranch Dressing and Game of Thrones, so maybe it's something up my alley. But I think my issue with the book, and I had seen her Tamron Hall interview, did, which didn't go that great, in my opinion, I, I didn't know if... I don't know within a year if you can really learn the lessons that you need to learn to then profit off those lessons. That could be an ignorant statement on my part. It was just, that's how I felt. Um, But like I said, I could be wrong about those things. Um, So she said because the book came out and people care what she learned, she wanted to share her experiences, she really thought about what she wanted the podcast to be. People DM Stassi and said they missed her and missed her how bitchy she was. And she says she's different. Maybe she's boring now and a lot has changed. She was very publicly held accountable and said, if that doesn't change you, you're a monster. Um, which is, that's great. I, I mean, I really do hope she's changed in those ways. Uh, lots of self-reflection, what she wants and what makes her happy. She will have two guests a month on this show. Why am I promoting this show? <laughs> like, what, wait, wait a second. I, wait, listen to my show. Uh, the other two will be themed about one pop culture event. Other one uh, will be called Pour It Out, and they will have people send in stuff they want to complain about and call a number. You know what? Maybe now I'm going to do a call it out segment, and you guys can complain. I'm just going to copy the format of stuff. I mean, at this point, who do we trust in terms of talking about pop culture? Do you trust me? Do you trust Stasi? Do you trust? There are so many good people that study pop culture. I really have been thinking lately of like, how can I? You know, what is that math equation of how can I be different? Am I already different? What can I do? And me and Medita and Sandra, I think we're having an Instagram or a uh, text conversation. 
And I think I'm going to start on the Patreon at first. I, I want to start exploring some true crime and some true crime documentaries because I genuinely have a passion for that as well. And see what you guys, if you guys respond to that, because there are some very interesting documentaries and docu-series that are coming out, which by the way, The Vow Part 2 about Keith Raniere is coming out on HBO in a couple weeks. Remember the Val Part 1 with Keith Raniere? The weirdest thing, he's a cult leader that loved to play volleyball. That, that's just will always stick out to me. I mean, this guy, at a certain point, these cult leaders are fascinating because, you know, we get the we get to look at them, you know, after the fact. And you're like, this guy's a dork. Look how he dresses for volleyball. But everybody was just wrapped with attention for this man. And you're like, whoa, what would it have been like to be there like would i have been suckered into this thing um and then i just watched tonight on peacock did you hear about this it was uh it was the the guy the father that moved into sarah's sarah lawrence college with his daughter after he got out of jail and he ended up kind of starting this kind of cult within this dorm and then they moved to a high-rise apartment in manhattan and he started actually kind of um trafficking sex trafficking <clears throat> this one woman and uh this one woman like girl that had went to the college it is a very dark story um i'm trying to find the name of the show it was not the best done but the information was very interesting to me uh, it's called Sex, Lies, and the College Cult. And it's the true story of a sex cult of students from Sarah Lawrence told in the victim's own words, a tale of control, sex trafficking, violent assault, and extortion, all orchestrated by a master manipulator. And this guy, always these master manipulators, ugly as sin. You know what I'm saying? Like, ugly as sin. Like, it's like, you're either Brad Pitt, and you get to be Brad Pitt, good looking, or you're ugly as shit and you get to be a master manipulator. I'm like somewhere right there in between. It's not fair. I couldn't have God made me uglier so I could have been a master manipulator. So that was one story that I wanted to tell you. That was one important story. And also, we're getting more facts about the death of Coolio. I had played an homage to Coolio on last week's show, of course, a mashup of Gangster's Paradise. And it says he struggled with severe asthma. And friends believe that contributed to his death. A lot of his crew said he also had, had quit drugs uh, years ago. Then this was a heart attack. So uh, rest in peace, Coolio. I always say that is that there are so many pop culture figures that we have grown up loving because we are in that age range where it was like the blossoming of like cable, the blossoming of TV. Not only did you have TV stars, but you had MTV stars. You had VH1 reality stars, stars galore. I mean, now we have Bachelor stars everywhere, which me and Ariana talk about on her podcast tomorrow. But it's like there were so many people that we romanticized in the 90s because it was all so new to us. And the flip side of that now, which is sad, is that we're going to have to watch people like Coolio eventually die. And you had, um, come on, Gangster's Paradise, when you saw that in the video with Michelle Pfeiffer, it was intense and it was good. And you're just like, wow. So rest in peace, Coolio. Um, also, uh, if you guys are a fan of his music, uh, Maroon 5 announced a, uh, a residency in Las Vegas. 
Uh, I talk about this with Sophie today. I can't tell if this 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 controversy helped or hurt. You never know these days. Like sometimes the controversy actually helps. We're like, well, let's see what this creepy Maroon Five guy's all about. Maybe I've been misjudging his boring music. Uh, you know, listen, Kanye West. Um, what are you gonna say about Kanye? He's doing good. Wearing a White Lives Matter at a secret Yeezy fashion show today, and no better than Candace Owens came out and wore that shirt too, and you know, it's just, it's a lot of posturing with this dude. I'm glad that he thinks he understands his message, the unfortunate thing. And I think a lot of people don't understand his message. They just try to make this part of culture. Like, oh, it's the culture. We got to get that shirt now. We got to get that. You know, and that's silly. I mean, I remember back in the day, it was like, I was like trying to get Z Cavaricci jeans. And my mom was like, no, unless Walmart's selling Z Cavaricci jeans. I mean, back in my day, we had, we would do this thing. I don't know. We would take this really long belt and then we would flip it over so the belt hung down. And that was cool. And Oakley sunglasses. I swear every bully I had had Oakley sunglasses. Even to this day, I get scared when I see Oakley sunglasses because it means I'm around a baseball player or a bully or both, you know. And (laughs) I mean, the fashion things, it is just wild. I was going through at my parents' place, my old stuff. And it is... Like, I was a little activist as a kid. And I didn't even... Like that doesn't it's weird, you know because I was such a weirdly funny kid but weird but I had a Malcolm X hat I wore because I had seen the Spike Lee Malcolm X movie and it inspired me and then I read the Malcolm X book and I had a Malcolm X hat I was growing up in Kansas and I'm wearing a Malcolm X hat I remember like I was like wow and I think back to that but I was also wearing this big Batman necklace as well like I was I contained multitudes you guys I I'm just like that is why I wish digital cameras weren't like it already been around because there would have been so many good things that I could have shown you where you'd be like, no shit, that is wild. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about real quick, uh, we talk about Kim Kardashian and her crime and her podcast and all the shit that happened to her today, but we also talk about the Try Guys once again. Now, if you listened to the podcast last week or if you're just paying attention to TikTok or any other social media app, you will have heard the story now of the Try Guys. And me and Sophie, I, I'm ashamed to admit it, or actually I'm not ashamed, I'm proud to admit that I had never heard of the Try Guys before last week when Ned from the Try Ned of all people, who I don't know, he's married, and he was like one of those guys that's like, oh, marriage is my thing, da da da. He cheated with an employee. So the Try Guys, you guys, <laughs> that's a great. The Try Guys, you guys. How many times can I say guys? Um, the Try Guys finally released a statement about uh, the release of Ned. And I think this uh, was a very smart thing to do. And these guys, I guess their videos are all about them trying things, but they build it up so large. They have a huge audience. So now it's just three of the Try Guys They've let Ned go, but I'm trying to find the clip so I can play it to you because it just shows how much thought they put into this. And I find, even though I like to make fun of things like this, it's actually kind of respectable. Ned Fulmer is no longer working with the Try Guys. By now, we're assuming you've seen the Reddit threads and TikToks and tweets and news articles. We want to give you a timeline of what's transpired and some transparency into our decision making. 
Throughout this video, there will be things that we want to say or go into further, but as I'm sure you're aware, there are some legal issues we have to consider as we go through everything. On Labor Day weekend, multiple fans alerted us that they had seen Ned uh, and an employee engaging in public romantic behavior. We reached out to check on that employee. Uh, Ned confirmed the reports and since confirmed that this had been going on for some time, which was obviously very shocking to us, and we just want you to know that we had no idea this was going on. Uh, all of that information was just as shocking to us as all of this has been for you this week. And thus began a three-week process of engaging with employment lawyers, corporate lawyers, HR, PR, and more in order to make sure we were taking all necessary steps. From the jump, we were acutely aware of just how contrary this was to the values of the company we've built and those of everyone who works here. This is something we took very seriously. We refused to sweep things under the rug. That is not who we are and is not what we stand for. We immediately removed Ned from work activities and engaged an HR professional to conduct a thorough review of the facts. We also opted to remove Ned from our releases pending the re results of that review. Over a few weeks, that's included removing his section from videos, digitally removing him from others, and choosing not to feature him in our merch throws. Honestly, I want to give uh, major props to our editing staff for how deftly they've handled that. There are several videos that we've deemed as fully unreleasable. You will never see them, and that is due to his involvement. And that's a decision that has cost us lots of money. Um, we will not be able to recoup that money, but it's a decision we stand by proudly. Fucking Ned, man. Now, we can't talk about the details of the review, but suffice to say, we found that Ned had engaged in contact... We, well, conduct unbecoming of our team, and we knew that we could not move forward with him. So on Friday, September 16th, the three of us signed written consent of the members of Second Try LLC approving the removal of Ned as a manager and an employee. We chose not to rush into the announcement for a few reasons. Namely, there are real people who have been affected. And while we consider this a company matter, I'm, there's just also a family at the center of this. Now, we were always planning on a public statement, and we're working towards that with our team, but in light of rapidly accelerating speculation, we knew we couldn't wait any longer. We were obviously incredibly shocked and deeply hurt by all of this. This is someone who we'd built a brand and a company with for eight years. We've Dude, this guy is pissed. Not just personally, but on behalf of our staff and our fans who believed in us. I don't know that we'll ever be able to fully articulate the pain we feel at this moment. It's hard to rewatch old videos that we love and are proud of. We're losing a friend. We're losing someone we, we built a company with. We have countless memories with. We, we just made a TV show together. It's, I'm sure many of you feel the same way. It's weird. We're sorry that this ever happened and we, we don't know what more to say. And there's also our staff of 20 strong who they just don't deserve the negative attention our brand is now getting because they didn't do anything. But they're our family and they're some of the most talented, creative minds in the world. And our primary focus right now is making sure they feel comfortable and proud coming to work. The work they do never ceases to astound us. And, and frankly, there's just no world in which we could have navigated all this without them. Now, there are videos that were shot ahead of all this, right? We're going to be editing Ned out like the new season of Without a Recipe, and we're working with our editors and finding creative solutions to the footage. 
And we also have some branded videos that we've already committed to. So when you see a video that's sponsored in a few weeks and you're like, oh, that's kind of weird. Well, yeah, it is kind of weird. Um, it's just how things are. and that, that, That's why. Look, I get that when stuff like this happens, there's going to be speculation and gossip. And we ask that you respect the privacy of the family members and employees who may be caught up in this. We also want to remind you that the internet has a tendency to be a lot harsher towards women than men. So please, we ask that you exercise kindness. Things will change here. Uh, what we hope is that within this, there's also the opportunity for positive growth and better videos ahead. Uh, but it's going to be hard. It's, this whole thing is going to be really fucking hard. And we imagine you have lots of questions, lot more questions right now. And, and we're going to have more to say in the future. Uh, just right now, we're focused on bringing the best content possible between now and the end of the year, and then figuring out what the future of this channel looks like from there. That's it for now. Again, more to come. Some things may change. We are just sort of figuring it out all one day at a time. Thank you for your support. We appreciate you. And we look forward to introducing you to the next era of the Try Guys Ahead. Okay, so, like I said, I don't even really know the Tri-Guys, the troy Boys, but now I'm, like, fascinated. I gotta go back and watch all these videos. And also, they say they're gonna edit them out in unique ways. I have an idea, Try guys Why don't you make him into a gigantic penis? Like, like George, get George Lucas involved or make him like Jar Jar Banks or something like really like make him look like Lisa Rinna. And then just that, that's like a secret shame for this guy, Ned, for the remainder of the videos. But this guy, you got to watch the videos with your own eyes because I barely know these dudes. I'm starting to learn their names. But this Eugene guy is angry. Eugene is Asian and he's dressed like all like all in black, almost like a ninja. And he looks like really cool, but he's really angry. He's like, this isn't cool. And then there's this other guy, Zach, who seems really sad. Like he's on like the verge of tears this entire announcement. And then there's this guy, Keith. And Keith just looks worn down. And I didn't even know about the Try Guys before this week. That's why I'm saying and asking, so bad it's good, we need some kind of controversy. We need, I need to rob a bank, I need to do something, and these YouTube videos, my God. Like, but isn't that the weird thing right now about our culture? Is this is what made me know about the Try Guys, and now I'm kind of intrigued. How weirdly sick is that? So I wanted to share that with you guys because me and Sophie do talk about it. We talked about it last week, and I'm sure you've seen it on the internet. But for those of you who haven't, it seemed like these are a bunch of nice guys, and this one Ned guy pretended like he was a nice guy, and then like then he was like secretly cheating with an employee at a Harry Styles concert. Like also a Harry Styles concert. Like that is a choice. First off, if you, I mean Harry Styles, take him to something that you don't take him to like a culture. Like take him to a boy, Punta Mita. That's where you take him to a boy George concert. They won't see you there. Like all these fans saw him, and this had been going on for a year. And then this other girl that he was doing this with that worked for the company, she had a fiance who is now broken up with her. Hurt many people. Wow. Um, okay, <laughs> we are about we're about to get to the show. Um. Uh, we're still dealing with uh, Cara Delevingne stuff. It looks like uh, Margot Robbie and Cara Delevingne were rushed by a photographer in Argentina. Her friends got involved and tried to beat up the paparazzi. So there's that. Uh, also, I talk about uh, Kanye trying to be... Uh, 
with Gigi Hadid, isn't it Bella Hadid? One of the Hadid girls, the one that's not with Leo DiCaprio. She's the muse. She's the one that was like had the painted on dress in Paris Fashion Week that everybody's been freaking out about. So I, 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 you know. Oh, Kanye, Kanye, stop. Also, uh, let's see here. Tell everybody from every show to come on this show. If you like somebody from Salt Lake City, say, hey, you need to go on so bad it's good. I miss talking to housewives, and I want to do a lot more of that when I come back from BravoCon. Um, also, this is cool. Pin Badgley, of course, who we love from the uh, Netflix series You, is producing a movie ab- adaptation of the beloved David Sedaris short story uh, called Fixation and Fantasy. Now, if you know me, I am a huge fan of David Sedaris, and I think he has one of the best narration voices that I've ever heard. David Sedaris is a hysterical writer, also the brother of Amy Sedaris, but his audiobooks, just the way his voice, it is a acquired taste, but I could just listen to that dude read anything. So I was excited to hear about that. I have still not watched one episode of HBO's House of Dragon. Uh, I didn't watch all of Game of Thrones, but I didn't start even watching them until the third season end, so I think I have some time. Also, this was sent to me I found interesting. This probably is from Dumas. Uh, in Charleston, they're having a Wagoween, which is basically a dog costume contest. The three judges for this have been announced, and uh, two of the judges are Taylor and Green, and Green, um, and Shep Rose. So they are judging a dong contest, a, do- a dong, no, a dog contest together. So I am curious if they're back together. I bet they are. Uh, uh, that frustrates me sometimes, but you know, we'll see. And then finally, let's see what I missed on the old no. Oh, there's the Try Guys. They just popped back up on my screen. Where are the notes? Okay, we got Stassi. We did that. Um, I still need somebody to come on and truly explain the Selena Gomez, Haley Bieber hatred because it just seemed like I guess I'm old. I've aged out of this. Um, but it, it just seems to be so prevalent for so many people. And I just, I want to be on the right side of history. Can we, and then, you know what I love is that we come down on these women and then Justin Bieber today, did you see it? He pulled his pants down on a golf course and just started pissing on a tree. Like what, how about we not get mad at, at, at Haley or Selena and get mad of Justin for whipping out his dong in a golf course? Like, give me a break. That's not yummy. <laughs> okay, uh, let's just get into this, you guys. We got so much to talk to for the rest of the week, and we got Sophie coming up. Uh, it's Sophie's boyfriend's birthday today, so send a good wish out to him. And remember to use the timestamps if you want to skip right to Sophie and you don't want to hear this amazing first part where I fumble my way through talking about the Try Guys. And let me know if you're going to BravoCon because we want to do some sort of meetup. And now that I should have my schedule by tomorrow, I'm going to start being able to commit to things. So I am very excited. Maditza is very excited. And uh, I can't wait to meet some of you baddies out there. I will talk to you on Wednesday. Bye. We'll do a Southern Charm recap on Wednesday, you guys.
Welcome to your Tuesday, which is now officially the start of the week because this is the Pop Culture Roundup, which usually is Monday, but we do it Tuesday. So now this is the start of your week. You are allowed to officially start the week. Uh, with us, as always, is my co-host, which we were just talking. We are both on the verge of a mental breakdown, which is yeah. so exciting for podcasting because if we can do that during this next 45 minutes to an hour, I feel like it'll be huge for the numbers. You know her from her new podcast, and it's in second season. It's not new, but it, the second season is new. So true with Sophie Ross, also her Substack, also her Twitter, the one and only Sophie Ross. Sophie, how are we hanging in there? Hello, hello. Where in the world is Sophie Ross? You're in New York, but you were in Arizona yesterday. You were in Greece the week before. My like internal clock is so off right now. I was going to just work from home today. And then someone like put something on my calendar that I was like, I need to go into the office for that. And so I ended up going. I feel to like you're office. in The Bachelor. You're. I feel like you're on. You go somewhere each week, like they do on The Bachelor before. COVID, no, we're you know? done for a while. This was just like a wedding that we had, and we're done. Like I, I'm flying for Thanksgiving and that stuff, obviously to see family. But like in terms of like going to destinations, like done until like February, March of next year. Like, and we're so relieved. We're both so sick of freaking airports. I'm so tired of them. And I know it's a privilege to be able, like, I'm so blessed that like, I know it's a privilege. I don't want to sound spoiled and ungrateful. I swear to God, they added more rows into the United flight so they can make more money. We had five centimeters. And then the person in front of you will like jack their chair all the way back. And then you have like two centimeters. Oh my God. Those are my favorite TikTok stories now are the ones of the people getting into, I know this is so dark, getting into fights on the actual airplanes. Like this person put their seat back two centimeters and then the guy shoved her up forward. And I'm like, people are losing their damn minds in these airports and airplanes. I swear to God, like it's, it's just like the worst place. Every airport I've been to is like the worst place. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is- I just hate airports and I get it. I get it. I really do understand um, the flying private thing, I would do it. I wouldn't do it for 45 minutes, but yes, I absolutely would. Well, we're going to talk about Kim and flying private later on in the show. Also, I want to give a big happy birthday to your dude. It's his Today is his happy birthday. We don't say, you know, I don't know where we're at on saying his name or not, but so what, this, what do you do for somebody? This is your second birthday with him? Of his? Basically, or is this his first? Basically, we started dating like two days after his birthday last oh, year. That's so good. You didn't was, have to buy him anything. I know, but it's basically our one year anniversary and um, his birthday. So I'm doing, I'm doing, it's like, what do you get the man who has everything? <laughs> I feel like he has everything. So I got him. I'm not going to spoil it just in case. I I mean, I'm getting just in case he listens to this show. Just yeah. in case he listens. But I'm getting him tickets for a cool experience that we're going to do together. Maroon 5? Yeah. In Vegas? Maroon 5 okay. residency. Oh, my God. You spoiled it. Uh, sorry. And, um... And yeah, uh, I'm making something too, like a little scrapbook with memories and stuff. So yeah, uh, I, bet, bet, she's going for best girlfriend of the year. You guys, that's what she's going for now. Unfortunately, your life seems to be uh, going good in the capacity of love, but other lives in the capacity of love don't seem to be going good. This is a horrible segue into um, uh, Kim and Kanye. Uh, Last Sunday, it was after we had already talked, 
Kanye had posted on a, somebody taught him how to use Instagram stories. And he said, London, I know how you're feeling. I lost my queen too. Now at this point, why can we, what, what can we do to help Kanye move on? Because also he's annoying the F out of me. Did you see today? There's fashion shows happening all the time now for some reason. I don't understand fashion and I know you do, but he wears an All Lives Matter shirt at his surprise Yeezy fashion show today. No, yeah, White Lives Matter. The shirt said White Lives Matter. Did you see yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like he's just lost. I mean, he's doing everything for attention. He's doing it for attention. Everyone's giving it to him. He also is mentally unwell. Um, yeah, I don't know what other explanation there is. Do you think there's ever a oh, chance? Oh, that's my DoorDash, by the okay, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go get DoorDash. Do it again. Go. Uh, uh, I'm, so I'm so comfortable. Oh my god. Uh, I'm just like so exhausted. I want just like one freaking day to catch up on sleep. One day. One. Day. You feel like the beginning of like a '90s uh, comedy where tomorrow you wake up and nobody's in the city. You know, like almost like a home alone. Amazing. If the like Sophie world, alone. If the entire world just like disappeared. But then you'd miss it like a weekend. I don't you'd know if the I entire would. World. I don't know if I would. I would hold on. I'm just gonna put the um. I got like butter and milk and stuff. <laughs> wow, this guy's getting everything for his birthday: butter, <laughs> milk. Wow. I just need to put it in my fridge. You can keep this in. I feel like this is a fun segment. I know it is fun, actually. And I got to tell you, you guys might not see this, but uh, Sophie's apartment, it seemed very luxurious. Like, it seemed like she was pacing for a good mile. So I'm like, this is a very nice New York apartment. Oh, my God. You've got to be kidding me. (laughs) Oh, my. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Jesus Christ. I I, I got eggs and half of them cracked in the DoorDash. Oh, for real? Well, doesn't that mean a bad comment? I'm getting my money back from DoorDash. This is absurd. Oh, DoorDash. As if my day, day, like, honestly, couldn't be worse. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, it's been, like, the worst freaking day. This is like an Alanis Morissette song. Like, isn't that ironic? Getting a girl interrupted. This is before I go. (laughs) This is this is the thing that sets it completely off. How did Sophie wind up in the mental institute? Oh my God! This is. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. This is so freaking absurd. This is so I, absurd. The least I swear to guys. Package the eggs okay. This isn't a bit, you guys. This is actually this happening. Is not a bit. Those listening. I could show you, but I don't know how to like show the. No, camera. no. It's, I trust you. But doesn't the DoorDash guy know to check eggs? Oh my God. Wait, that is so absurd. Oh, <laughs> I hate everything. I really hate everything. I'm sorry. I'm so no, no. Sorry. I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I hate everything I, I'm today wiping, as well. I'm wiping egg off of raw egg off of my milk carton off of everything. This is so disgusting. Oh, this is this is worse than Lisa Rinna on social media, you guys. I know. I'm like literally having a mental breakdown. I'm not. This is not a joke, everyone. Like that DoorDash guy has not worked in food and Bev at all. He has not worked in food and Bev. That's for sure. Oh, by the way, I'm on Ariana Maddox's podcast yesterday and I yelled at her for uh, saying that because she hung out with Austin uh, at some point a couple months ago and I had 
texted her. I was like, do not hang out with that dude. And she's like, he's a really nice guy. And we were talking oh about knowing God. people in real life as opposed to TV. And uh, I was like, you like him just because he's tall and he smiles all the time. Yeah, like, come on. He's also nice to women that can do stuff for him. <laughs> I'm taking a picture of all the cracked eggs. Now is the part of the show where I get to talk about our sponsors. And today, So Bad It's Good is sponsored by our friends at BetterHelp. Now, I always talk about mental health on this show, and uh, I've been lucky enough to talk about BetterHelp so many times, and it is a great company. Um, A lot of the times I'll find myself stuck on um, focusing on problems or just negative thought patterns, and I will do nothing to try to fix it. I'll just be on a circular repeat of negativity, of the problem, of negativity, of the problem. And I never work or never even think about trying a different mindset. And it can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge in life, which we are now faced with every day, especially when you get older. Doesn't it feel like that? Every day, every week, something new is thrown at you. But when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. So a therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. Now, I have a personal experience with BetterHelp. They do help me I do have problems. That is, they are good people to talk to that can actually point you in the right direction of problem-solving modes, of getting you out of repetitive negative thought cycles. And I know I'm not supposed to say negative things, but sometimes I can be a bit lazy. And it is really great because you do not even have to get in your car to go someplace to do this. You can do this online. You can work this around your schedule. Um, What inspired me to go to therapy is uh, I I do. I I have a very negative uh, glass half empty kind of way of looking at the world. And I always have. But I always have. uh, But I also have this weird like great hope for everything and, and for people. And I don't understand sometimes why I have both of those feelings. And it was a problem that became something that I couldn't deal with by myself. And I got scared because if you look at, uh, you know, just normal insurance uh, or normal therapy, if you don't have insurance, you're, you can look up something like $500, $500 for an hour of therapy. I can't do that. Um, but with better help, they are cost effective on top of everything else. Um, you become more confident. You actually have tools that you can put in your toolkit that you can learn so when things do go wrong, you don't feel like the world is falling. Sometimes you do, but then you learn to think the thoughts and breathe and do all of the things that help you get to a better headspace. Um, so if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, which I think everybody should give it a try, I think this is the one thing where it's like, this should be like skippity doodah. Like everybody should be happy to get to go to therapy. Like, listen, you get to talk about yourself for like 50 minutes. And some people might not like that, but that's fine. Take your time. This is your time. These people are our professionals. Um, BetterHelp is a great option to start with. 
It's convenient, it's accessible, affordable, and entirely online, like I said. You can get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists at any time. Remember, this is not something that is just going to be fixed like that. This is not just a glove that's going to fit perfectly. You're going to need to participate in all of this. Your first therapist might not be the right therapist for you, and that's okay. Go to another therapist. Find out what works for you. But all you have to do is just take that first step. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit, visit betterhelp.com so bad today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash so bad. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket, and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50-80% to 80 less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Now, she closed the Dolce & Gabbana show, but now Kanye with Fashion Week, everybody is going on about this, uh, this Bella, was it Bella Hadid had her dress spray painted on? Is that, 
is that they uh, Bella Hadid had her dress spray painted on. They came out. She was just in her underwear and her hands over her boobs, and they sprayed her dress on, and it was a real dress of fabric. Kanye keeps posting her on his stories, and people are saying that she is Kanye's new muse. Have you heard anything about that? That Bella is? That Bella is Kanye's new muse. He keeps posting her in his stories, and he has, like, he posted a mood board. First off, Amelia Bedelia, Lisa Rinna's kid, is on the mood board. A young Kim Kardashian is on the mood board. Like, but, like, Bella, I mean, Bella seems to be the big one. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, there's not really anything there. Okay, like, sure. I really could not care less about either of them in general. Just as, like, as people, I just don't find them as interesting as the entire world does. Um, But when you saw that at Fashion Week, for, like, for somebody, for a woman, what does Fashion Week mean to you? Was there anything that knocked your socks off? Kanye was stomping around in mud yesterday at the Balenciaga show. That looked stupid. He had, like, 80 pockets on his black coat that said security. I mean, is there anything that does it for you? Like what, what, I don't get what's exciting about this, like football, you know? I don't, I appreciate more body representation on the runway. I like seeing what, you know, some of the trends are going to be because that's where it starts is on the runway. Like, um, yeah, like how cargo pants are trending now. That is because fashion designers decided that. Um, So yeah, I mean, I find that part interesting, but all of like the stunts and like, the celebrities. I don't, I don't pay attention to that as much, honestly. And I pay attention to celebrities all the time, but I think in terms yeah. of fashion week, I like seeing the representation of plus size models on the runway and like what trends are going to be. I think that part is interesting right now. I mean, what we were just watching is Paris fashion week. So oh, there okay. was New York, London, Paris, Milan, I think is next. <laughs> Unless I mixed up the order, but yeah. Do yeah. they ever do like Scottsdale fashion week? I mean, do they hit all... I mean, did Remember they hit when, every city? Did you ever watch The Only Way is Essex? No, wait, what is that? It was like one of those British reality shows that was trying to be like The Hills, but like- Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't watch all of it, but I watched some episodes and they were trying to make Essex Fashion Week happen. <laughs> and like now it's been like 15 <laughs> years since they filmed that. I'm like, what happened with that? Um uh, did you happen to, well, I mean, what have you been able to watch or catch up on this week? Because last week you had a shit ton of yeah. TV that you were behind on. Were you able to make a dent into any of it? Um, I watched, um, I did watch Southern Charm. I did watch Beverly Hills. I'm caught up on those two. Um, what else did I watch? I finally watched the um, Bling Ring docuseries on Netflix. Okay, what did you think of the Bling Ring docu-series on Netflix? Because I thought it almost like this Nick Prugo, Prugo guy, I and mean, you could see he still had like a boner for what he did. Like it felt like he was I like, know. here's the deal. Here, I'm going to walk you through how to steal from people. Find the back entrance. I thought yeah. it was the way that they did the documentary was like corny. was like them, Alexis and him were like narrating. They were like, okay, now it's my turn to get into where I grew up. And it's like, shut up. Like just do a real like true crime feel documentary because this was like a crime. Like the way that Audrina was talking about it, like she is like forever ever like traumatized from that experience um so yeah I don't love the way they handled it and also like I don't think I learned anything new I feel like I've done enough 
I want to say that there was another documentary about it before this happened because I feel like I just knew literally all this. Of course, I watched Sofia Coppola. Coppola? Coppola? Coppola, yeah. Coppola's movie, Bling Ring, with Emma Watson. Let's go to Paris's. I want to rob. But but I... I didn't know that uh, what's her name. Like I thought, what's her name had done way more of the robberies, no, and they made Alexa her the face. That, that was surprising to me. Did you watch Bling Ring? Did you watch like the movie? I did, but like I half watched it. I mean, like this was so long ago when it first came out that I didn't yeah. really. She was just like a friend of that kind of like joined like yeah. halfway through, like you kind of see in the docu series, like Orlando Bloom's Nick- house. Yeah, um, Nick Prugo and Rachel Lee, I think is her name. They were like the masterminds, the ones that like started it. Um, I wonder if they made her the face because she was the pretty one. And fascinating. You guys, if you haven't seen Pretty Wild, wow. Yeah, Pretty Wild. I love Pretty Wild. I was obsessed with Pretty Wild. It's so good that they were able to capture that at that time. But also even watching this documentary, what was interesting to me was even showing like how the scenes were faked in... Uh, pretty wild. Like that arrest warrant at the door was just producers trying to recreate the scene of Alexis getting arrested. Like you see that, like, we really only see the half truth with a lot of these reality shows. Right, right, right. Um, Southern Charm. So you watched the season finale. What did you think of Craig kicking Leva out, like potentially by force? I think that Leva's temper tantrum was like so stupid and immature. Like, so what? You're not at like the cool kids table. You just said you don't want to be around these people. I didn't understand the cast trip. They had two tables. Why? Who cares which table you end up at? She just looked really immature and dumb. Honestly, just like immature and dumb. That's that's. But then Craig was immature and dumb. Then I think to say I'll I'll have you removed. I mean, come on. Like you're going to threaten security to remove Leva. That'd be hysterical. I'm never like on Craig's side, but I kind of was on Craig's side. And I know that he was like, it was a little too far to be like, fucking leave. Like they're both, they both look stupid and immature, but like Leva, I just like didn't, Leva and Naomi, I was like, you guys clearly don't want to be there. And sorry, you're not sitting at the cool kids table. Like get over it. Like this isn't like high school, like lunch period. Well, Lev is just not sh- used to shooting with the group. She's used to shooting with her, her damn cute son and they just make meals each episode. And then all of a sudden she's with grownups and she doesn't know how to act. Cause like, I'm like this damn kid, they're always just cooking. They're just baking cookies in her kitchen the whole season. It's like the, like, I don't even understand why Leva is on this show at this point. The only thing I keep thinking is like, it has to be because they're doing that backdoor entry into the show about her, her bar Republic. Right. Exactly. I mean, yes, exactly. That's why you answered your own question. Damn it. I don't want to watch her. I agree. I don't care about watching her um, bake freaking cookies with her son. Like her son's really cute, but like, I do not care. I don't care. I mean, I I do care though about Shep and Taylor and it really was the saddest kind of thing at the end to have a postscript of she did quit her job and went all around and we see the pictures of them traveling. They later broke up. So exactly what happened happened where, and also he's like, I'll put $30,000 into account and we can share it. Like, dude, like she's a nurse. You better up that like $30 in a debit card, $30,000 in a debit card ain't shit. Right, right. No. She was like, I know this sounds like every girl's dream. And I was like, does it though? 50,000 maybe is a kind of a dream, but 30,000. And now she has to go back and find a new nursing job. Did you see the trailer for the reunion that's going to be this week? 
Oh yeah, it looks good. It looks <laughs> good. Oh my god, I want to know if Olivia and um Tom Ravenel really hooked up. What was that? Say? So there was this thing that Ma- was it Madison that says this or something that says that Madison. she's hooked up with everybody in this. Right, and Madison, like, I I do not like her as a person, but I will say I think that she is. She tells it like it is. Like it reminds me of like the Shep and Danny chlamydia thing, which was really a horrible thing for her to say, a horrible thing to out them on national television. But like, why would she make that up? Like she clearly didn't make it no, up. Like she had it's nothing. So to, it's so specific. It's so specific. It's so specific. And like she has nothing to gain by lying about it. Whereas like Danny and Shep obviously you know, they would lie about it because, you know, that's an embarrassing thing. And I well, Danny, really Danny isn't that. even on the show anymore. And that partly is because of that, you know, I know. I feel really bad that that happens. That's a horrible, th- that's what I mean though. Like Madison is a bad person, but like, I feel but like she, she gives she, good talking head. She, she, she is like the best. And I feel like she, yeah, she tells it like it is. So it's like, yeah. Um, she also had the best line at the end of the trailer where she tells Andy, I mean, a Bible, uh, a Bible beater, a Bible beater and an atheist, it wasn't going to work. And it like, that was so simple, but it's like, yeah, you know, uh, Shep's girlfriend, Taylor, you know, is very religious and Shep is always talking about being an atheist. Of course, that's not going to work. And then what then Taylor says, like, like Shep slept with 300 whores and I'm just the whore that stayed around. First off, wild use of the word whore. I did not expect that. That is like kind of wild, but what an interesting statement. Yeah, I'm very intrigued. I'm very intrigued. I'm and also, Andy, calm down. Like you always just talk about like jacking Craig and like Austin off. Like it's like so weird and not like we know how horned up you are for Craig. And like, that's the thing, no matter how, childish Craig looks, I can even admit that Craig is a very good looking man. And I feel like that saved him so many times. Yeah. Don't you think? Really? No. Okay. Wait, I do have something. I saw that note movie and you saw that too. And you Uh came on the podcast afterwards and you said that Lee do Daniel. Yeah. You said he could be the next James Bond. I saw that note movie. There's no way that guy could be the James Bond. What? Why do you why do you say that? Because, because he's like he's kind of just like he's not stocky, but he's not like like he's just like I don't know, he's kind of just like an everyman like, to me. I think that he's tall, attractive, smooth, sexy, has that sm- like sexy, gravelly voice. He's kind of mysterious. Like I feel like he'd be perfect. And his that's eyes like, are mysterious. But you're not a you're not a straight you're not attracted to men you're not attracted to men so I don't I don't your opinion does not matter to us so both on the Craig you think Craig is hotter than Daniel Kaluuya I'm yes. I'm against you okay. oh, that's no. disgusting everyone I hope you paid attention to this because that is I, so guys, disgusting I'm, you know what the difference between me and most men I'm willing to be wrong. I am willing to accept that I have the wrong opinion, but it is just my opinion. I'm just saying I saw that note movie and the whole time I was thinking about Sophie because I was thinking about she thinks this guy could be James Bond. Wait, and that's the whole movie. I thought that I feel like every a lot of people think that like it's not just me. It's like a common thing where people are like, yeah, Daniel Kaluuya would be a great James Bond. 
I wanted that dude that played Luther and the guy from The Wire, and he's like really like he's like suit. You know what I'm talking about? The, the, the black dude that's like really attractive, and he's British. I don't. Anyways, um, Idris Elba. Want- yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I Idris Elba would be great, James Bond. No, he would be good, but he's almost aging out of it. Like I feel like he's right. like a hot right. young thing. Um. So realize why a Beverly Hills. You wasted your time with that. Can we get a Sophie update on where you think this show is right now? Because thank God, I I, I was so excited when I heard the season finale was coming up this week. Because it wouldn't be a season if you're not just just dead tired of it. What did you think uh, about this past week's episode? Because we had Erica pawning her hair extensions, more Lisa bullshit. What'd you think? I mean, I think Rinna is full of shit. And I feel like everyone probably Correct. should agree with that. Like, yep. she's... She's full of shit. I do. If Rena is the only witness, like, I don't believe that. I think that she finds who a fan favorite is. She cannot stand that, you know, the Richard sisters. I don't know what she has against the Richard sisters where she wants to drive Kyle against them. Like, it is pathological with her. And I think that she's taken it too far. And yeah, yeah. Rena needs to go. I'm serious. And I've seen a lot of people say, like, oh, you know, like, you're still going to watch it. Like, of course you're still going to watch it even if Rena's on. But I've seen so many people be like, no, like, I'm dead serious. I'm so sick of watching her. Like, I am so done with her and I'm done with the show. It's really not good anymore with Rena on it. And I'm like with them like this season is it's kind not of unique anymore like we've seen rinna do the same it's it. yeah thing. it's the same thing every single season and yeah i'm just like i'm she needs to go i want to like, present this idea to though to you is that i'm okay with kathy being a villain like you know what i'm saying like i i believe that kathy probably threw a temper tantrum but like to me Kathy would make a far more exciting villain than Lisa Rinna ever could because Lisa Rinna acts everything out. Kathy literally took in that comment of you've got a black heart and we got to find out why that is. Kathy goes, okay, I'm done here. And just got up, walked to the door, goes, wow, Kyle, these flowers are beautiful. Like it was so eerie. And I was like, that's the kind of villain I want. If I told you, Sophie, in a real conversation that you have a black heart, wouldn't that like go fuck you, Ryan? Wouldn't you say that? I'd be like, you don't know my heart. Like you don't know me. Like anyone who would say that I have a black heart does not know me. So that, like, but it's so offensive. Like I yeah, mean, like it's imagine a very saying that thing to say. And I think that Kathy probably was like, her opinion does not matter to me. She does not know me. And um, yeah, you don't you. I just, yeah, I feel like that's just like such a fucked up thing to say. And I think that, yeah, again, if if someone said that to me, I'd be really fine. It would depend on who it was. If it was someone's opinion, whose whose opinion mattered to me, yeah, yeah, I would be very hurt by it. If it was someone whose opinion does not matter to me, I'd be yes. like, yeah. well, that's why Kathy's like, oh, it's Lisa Rinna. Like, I mean, like, exactly. by the way, Kathy is like kind of like a saint for even doing scenes with Lisa Renner after Lisa Renner treated her sister, Kim Richards, like a piece of shit saying she was near death in all of those seasons. I was shocked that Kathy would even film with Lisa Renner to begin with. Also, I do want to say 
uh, there's been a lot of talk about this, and we still do not have an official word that that Kathy used the F slur to a DJ uh, in relation to a gay man. I have no, I, I think that is disgusting if it's true. I do have no support for that. I don't think it's cute or funny, but I do not have any proof of that either. And I'm so sorry, but your, your Instagram account where you said you talked to somebody who has a sister, who has a cousin, who does bottle service at the club, isn't doing it for me, you know? But I also don't take my, I don't, care. I don't think Kathy knows how to treat people anyways. And also, I don't give a fuck if Kathy requested Michael Jackson's music. That was one of her supposed best friends. I don't know. Like, I don't like Michael Jackson myself. And I think some of the things he did, if you watch Finding Neverland, was gross. But I don't give a rip what she requested. I thought, I mean, yeah, I think that was like a little extreme that Crystal was saying, you know, like, it's really not. And I agree that Michael Jackson was a, you know, piece of shit. He was. But to say it's not like PC anymore to like request Michael Jackson songs. I'm like, do you know how many people request Billy Jean or like whatever song? Like, it's not like R. Kelly. Like, people are still requesting lots of Michael Jackson songs, even, you know, woke millennials or Gen Z, whoever it is. Like, people are still listening to Michael Jackson. It's just, it's October. Yeah. We're hearing a lot of thriller, I'm sure. Like, I just, you know, I, I request I don't know. counting crows and I get more made fun of than like Michael Jackson gets requested. Yeah. Like, no, you know, but I was like, yeah, I was kind of, I agree with Crystal that like it's not the most politically correct thing to be a Michael Jackson fan, but like I think it's kind of ridiculous to hold Kathy Hilton to that standard. I was like, it's a club. They're going to play, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Anyways, I thought that was fascinating, but I'm so thankful. And also, what do you think about the burgeoning friendship between Erica Jane and Sutton? Because I just don't think Sutton needs to play that game of like, like, you know, I'll say, I'll say, come on over and I'll give you Popeye's chicken. You don't, she doesn't need to do that. Right. Right. Do you think it's smart to align yourself in any sort of way with Erica Jane? No, no. But I feel like with Sutton, it might be better than being bullied in the moment. Like, no, I, I just like think he's just trying to appease the bullies for a moment. But I, I still believe in her having like a strong reunion performance. I think she will. I think she, I thought she had such great strength in still going up against Erica this season that I don't want to see her back down. And I really think with that triumvirate of Garcelle, uh, Crystal and Sutton, if they could really come together, it really is kind of interesting to see them topple the, the phony force five. Also Freddie Mellencamp, I know you have a podcast and you say you get paid to talk about these things, but my God, just don't make it so, um, you know, it's like you're you're living up Lisa Rinna's asshole. And it's like, we, you know, I don't like Tamara. You're back on the show. Tamara is an interesting reality show character. I know some people disagree with you, but Teddy just never was interesting. So why keep why keep up on this? Like, go do something. I love how the Bravo subreddit. I'm pretty sure the Real Housewives <laughs> subreddit, I think, banned any conversation of Teddy Mellencamp. Why do you I think love. just because it's so boring or it's just like, she's not relevant. She sucks. Everyone hates her. Not a single person that subreddit likes her or likes talking about her or likes when she's brought up. So it's like, yeah, why talk about her? Okay. I want to talk about something that I think, you know, a lot about, cause I saw, I think I saw you tweet about it, but I had no clue this existed before this week. And I was so up guys. on like Adam, the try guys. Yeah, I had no idea either. And I actually talk about this on my podcast in the episode that also comes out today with Winter okay. Mitchell. Oh, I love Winter. I know. she's. I love the, Winter so oh much. Oh my God. I have never laughed harder in my life. Like she is so- Her podcast, funny. you guys, called Waiting to Exhale. Yeah, I did one of yeah. the episodes a couple of weeks ago, but she is just so damn 
good at what I, mean, I just love her so much. I know but you guys talking so about try guys. Yeah. We talked about the try guys and, um, yeah, it's like this whole, I didn't know they existed either, but apparently everyone did. Yeah. They're like five and dudes that like try things and they have like four, four. four? And four. So one of them, Ned, it's Ned, Eugene, Zach and Keith, I guess. Again, I like, didn't know who any of them were like a week ago. Um, and Ned was like the wife guy. Like he made his whole personality, like being obsessed with his wife, who was also featured in a lot of their videos. She was, she did a podcast with other like wives and girlfriends of the try guys called you can sit with us, something like that. Okay. And she was like very, very involved with the whole company and clearly close with everyone and video surfaced of him making out at a club with Alex, who was one of their producers, someone who had worked with them for a long time, but a subordinate employee. And, um, you know, as more details emerged, it seems like they had an ongoing affair. She had a fiance of 10 years, around 10 years. And it looks like that relationship is over based on, you know, she deleted all the pictures with him. And so it kind of got exposed and blew up all, like it went viral probably in a way that they never would have expected. And I respect how the Try Guys like immediately cut ties. Like yeah, they, they said they did an internal review, and we do not have a path forward with Ned. And I, but also I find it so fascinating is that like me and you, we had no idea the Try Guys existed until this happened. So like, isn't that just so weird that scandal? I mean, this Ned guy obviously fucked up so bad, but now in. Like now I know about the Try Guys and now I might go watch one of their, you know, like it is so weird how PR works is that it almost doesn't matter if you do bad or good anymore. It's just like that Adam Levine, he, they announced a Maroon 5 residency this past week in Vegas. And I'm sure they had been planning this for a long time, but I was like, is this going to help or hurt the Maroon 5 residency in Vegas? The fact that he's a kind of a D-bag. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Flies style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. Um, I don't know. Well, everyone had heard of Maroon 5. I think with the Try Guys, I think it probably will help them a little bit because seriously everyone knows who they are now and i had never heard of them and i'm a chronically online person but yeah, i figured someone... you knew everything about them no but reason. i had never heard of them but i'm also not someone that's like what youtuber can i watch today like, <laughs> I never, like watching youtuber like, i do not under i think that's a gen z thing like i've talked to my gen z coworkers about it and they love watching like a day in the life like you know, they love watching their favorite YouTubers. That's like just not my generation, I think. Like it's never something that I seek out. I feel like now I found people like one of my favorite podcasts, Mr. Ball, and I think I've talked about it on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
he, I, I started watching his YouTube channel because I ran out of his podcast episodes to listen to. So like that, I always discover them through different mediums. There's an influencer that I discovered on Instagram that I now seek her out on YouTube, but like, I never like am discovering anyone on YouTube. Like I don't yeah, like, I don't get it. Like who is watching YouTube shorts? Like I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's past every, and by the, oh yeah, a Saturday night live premiered and uh, it was Saturday, you know, it was like what it was. It was like, oh, okay. But they did a, uh, a sketch about be real, the new, the social media. Yeah. And it was like cute. It was funny, but you know, I, I, I had heard about be real, but it was like, oh, I don't think I need to go down the Avenue of being a be real thing. And also I thought it was kind of sad because it was obviously product placement too. And within an SNL episode. And then the next sketch was a product placement ad for something else where they were all dressed. Oh, Charmin, Charmin tissue. Like sh- they, they actually made a sketch about Charmin yeah, and it was obviously was product placement. Nobody was p- apparently copied from um i guess some comedian that did a similar sketch and people are like accusing them of ripping this comedian off the Charmin sketch <laughs> it's, it's like, not even a good I sketch that, and they did like a uh you know a parody of like the nicole kidman amc commercial which was already like a parody in itself yes so it's like, how do you parody a parody like snl is just like so i didn't even know like who was the host like i uh miles who, teller and he you know, i will say Miles Teller did the cold open. He was in the cold open. He paid, he played Peyton Manning and he was actually, I got to say it was the funny, the, the one I liked the most of the whole evening, but it was like, eh, um, I just thought it was funny that I'm like, wow, I didn't even realize, like, I didn't realize until Saturday that Saturday night live was coming back. And then I saw something about it. Um, Going back to the Kardashians, I made my dad where he wanted to hang out with me. So he watched real housewives of Beverly Hills. And then he stayed up and watched the Kardashians with me, this new episode from Hulu. And I swear to God, this man said at least five times, he goes, this is fucking bullshit. This is, this is disgusting. He was like, this is disgusting. Wait, what part? Like what happened? I haven't watched it at all yet. Okay. Well, there was just thing like Kim's private jet. And she has like this thing that says Kim air that you put down on the tarmac to walk up. And it was like, they went, they went and got Chloe a brain scan because Kendall's been doing it, you know, and Chloe had a, like Chloe got all butthurt because the initial 10 question test said she wasn't resilient. And she was like, I have the picture of resiliency. And it was then she, and then she goes, did the head scan. And he's like, you have a lot of trauma here. And she's like, yeah, I went through a windshield when I was 16. And then Tristan dribbled a basketball at my head for the rest. No, but she was like, I've been cheated on multiple times. And it was just so weird. My dad, like we, we're all used to this. But my dad went in cold on the Kardashians. Like he knows of them. He's never watched an episode. He saw this and he was like, what the fuck is this? He said it made the housewives look more normal. It like made the housewives look like an Oscar kind of thing. He was like, I can kind of like those ladies better. He kept asking, he goes, Rinna, that Rinna girl looks familiar, but what's up with her lips? That's what he said about Rinna. But he hated the Kardashians. He was like, what the hell is this? This is gross. I haven't seen any buzz about the new season. Like, I would not be surprised. I actually read somewhere maybe that they signed a two-year contract or two-season contract, I mean, with Hulu. I could be totally wrong in pulling this out of my ass, but I'm pretty sure I read this somewhere. And I, like, would not be surprised if Hulu is like, you guys are not worth it. Like, 
Who is watching it? I don't get it. But see, I don't think it even matters because they're everywhere. So people just assume, like, I almost think the numbers are like, don't even matter really because Hulu gets to advertise them and the Kardashians are omnipresent now. Like Chris literally said a line during this of like, cause Kylie had her baby and she was like, we're always expanding. We're all, and it felt threatening. Like it was like, we're, we're going to keep expanding. And it really creeped me out. Um, No, but it's like, I feel like it's like with the Netflix budget cuts thing, uh, like, they need to make things that make people want to download your streaming service. So it's like, I think numbers do matter. Like, and who, I hope so. I really hope so, Sophie. Like, I mean, you know what? It's so worth paying the Kardashians a hundred million dollars. I have no idea how much they're making, but probably somewhere around a hundred million dollars a season because like <laughs> now we're associated with the Kardashians. Like, yeah. I don't think they're having those conversations. I bet they're like, okay, we need to like hedge our bets right now. Or like, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Not okay, in, well, not in the business room with the Hulu execs, but like, if I did that, <laughs> kind of like Spotify and call her daddy. Like, it's a similar like you overpaid. Well, dude, call her daddy. I guess came back with a new season, and they got Haley Bieber, which is like you know, I guess a good get. So much she got so much flack for. I guess the questions. I I'm not a Haley Bieber fan at all, but I felt bad that she was getting so much flack when it was like the questions that Alex Cooper were asking her, like just weren't good questions. They were about Selena Gomez, and she was kind of like trying to dance around it and like really not saying anything inflammatory at all. But she got so much hate from like the Selena Gomez stands, so much so that Selena Gomez came out and was like, "Stop!" Yeah, I saw that. People. Um, but yeah, Alex Cooper is just like not a good interviewer. There were so many more interesting things she could have talked about. Are we allowed to like both Selena and uh, Haley? Are we allowed to? I mean, like, it's like, I don't, do we have to pick a side? Um, With Kim Kardashian, though, I want to say that potentially the empire has taken a dent because today she was charged by the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, uh, $1.3 million fine because Kim, all willy-nilly, posted on her Instagram stories um, for Ethereum Max, a crypto asset. Wow. And she did not reveal that this was an ad that she was paid $250,000 to do. So, you, you know, so she got fined $1.3 million. And I feel like this is interesting. It's a small price to pay for somebody like Kim Kardashian, but you know, she's done. I was like, wait till they get to loop giveaways, you know? Yeah, no. And that's a significant fine. I know that's like nothing to her. I get that. But like, that's still like four times, four or five times what she was paid to do the ad. So like, yeah, that's, that's a significant fine. And this also was released on the day that Kim Kardashian's podcast got announced. Uh, Speaking of Caller Daddy, Spotify releases a new exclusive podcast hosted by Kim Kardashian today. It's called Kim Kardashian's The System, The Case of Kevin Keith. Now, did you see the, uh, the photo for this on Spotify? No, I actually didn't. It's Kim looking very serious because oh it is it is true crime. Get and that this away is away from me. Get that away from me. This like, is her attempt to be serial, you guys. Oh it is God. produced by true crime producer Lori Rothschild and Saldi. The series will be available worldwide and free for all Spotify listeners. It's going to be eight episodes and explore the story of Kevin Keith, who was convicted of a triple homicide in 1994. Um, so we'll we'll see. I don't know if I mean, why does 
you know, like just, I just can Kim not have everything. Like let other people like, let us yeah, do podcasts. Let other people podcast. It's all we have. The, the last thing is Kim also has uh, a new line of homeware products made out of cement that look literally like cement. Did you see that? Yeah, they do. And they're like super expensive too. It's like a trash can, literally a trash can that's like $300. Yeah, like come on. No, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. She's definitely lost her touch because there's not, I can guarantee there's not a single person buying that. I'm sorry. Um, This is a story for your dude. Wolverine is back. Hugh Jackman is picking up the Wolverine claws again to be in Deadpool 3 with Ryan Reynolds. So we got Deadpool 3 with Wolverine. Uh, Is this something that your guy potentially might like? No, he would definitely be interested in that. But I just like, I don't know. I'm not not a Ryan Reynolds fan. (laughs) He does like the same shtick and everything. (laughs) And I know, I know people like, you don't like anything. I love Deepwater Horizon. (laughs) She, you by the way, she does love a lot of things. I mean, you do like, oh my God, something you love this week. The new planet of the apes, the kingdom of the planet of the apes. If you don't, it's already out. No, but it it was announced. It was announced. Okay. So it's going to take place in the future, like far ahead in the future after War for the Planet of the Apes. So that was the third um, movie in the trilogy. Does and it still have the main ape guy, the Caesar? Caesar. Yeah. Caesar is home. <laughs> but anyway, so like something about me is that I love anything with like CGI creatures. I love all of the Jurassic World I love, you know, King Kong Skull Island, love Planet of the Apes always. I remember going to the theater with my dad to see like the one from like 2000, what was it, like 2001? Yeah, yeah, the Mark uh, Wahlberg one. Yeah, the Mark Wahlberg one. Yeah, because, yeah and Tim right. Burton directed that actually. People don't forget right. about that. You're right. That was like creepy. I remember it being really creepy, but it was like so up my alley and um. Yeah, so that is something that I do like. I guess I'm a Mark Wahlberg, even though I'm Wait, not are you still watching Lord of the Rings on Amazon? Yeah, it's so good. It's so See, good. They've spent a billion dollars on this, you guys. And I, I've not watched an episode of it, but they're trying to like, ne- what's that thing called where they like um, negative bomb review something? There's a term for it where it's like oh, fake reviews. For it, but yeah, I guess people are pissed that they cast like people of color to be in Middle Earth. So dumb. Um, guess who else is back? Stassi Schroeder, a straight up with Stassi's podcast is back. You guys stay away. Go away. She, she has, she has new cover art and she's learned a lot. She says, you guys, they I released the, uh, so much. the first two episodes. I just thought that was, I was like, wow, she was doing so good on Patreon. And, but now she is coming back. It'll be interesting to see how people uh, respond to her. Um, also, Scooter Braun did an interview this past week where he says he regrets now the way that he bought Taylor Swift's masters and then he immediately sold them. But now he regrets them because before doing this business deal, he thought everybody would be happy to work with him because he's a good guy. So he never reached out to any of the artists because he bought other artists rights too. He had never reached out to any of them. And he said, I started making phone calls and realized that was not the case. Like, why would you think that some artists that made shit would love that you bought their shit without permission? Right. Right. Like, okay. Nice backtracking scooter. No, it, yeah, exactly. Um, did you watch Salt Lake city this week? 
Um, yeah, I thought it was a pretty strong start. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I think, I know a lot of people have said this, but like with five housewives, they all have to put in the work. And I think they're all putting in the work this season. Did it crack you up though that that the main focus is Meredith and Lisa when you got yeah. Jen Shaw right there? Well, I do think that like Lisa's hot mic moment and how it affected like <laughs> Meredith and what's her husband's name again? Shane. Seth. I'm Seth, Seth Marks. I got, I'm in Canton, Ohio. I've got 4,000 employees. I know he's so corny and embarrassing, but like her hot mic moment clearly was like very real. Like it was very real where like she said some shit that, you know, is very personal and very offensive to like, she probably would have never said that to her face. So I am kind of fascinated by the hot mic moment and how Lisa and Meredith really did have like a strong, very strong friendship. Clearly That's why it's so by, good you know, because it's real. Like they did yeah, have a strong real. friendship. Exactly. Um, and also, uh, but somebody pointed this out to me this week. Jen Shaw was one of the people in the first season to bring up the idea that Meredith had a boyfriend in New York in the first place. And Jen Shaw is once again escaping any kind of blame for this. I mean, she'll have to go to jail eventually for the other stuff. But this, she's just kind of like skating through again. And I find it fascinating uh, about that. Um also, the Atlanta last part of the reunion was like, whatever. Um, but is there anything you're else looking forward to this week? We have the Southern Charm. Uh, the, we have the beginning of the reunion. Potomac coming back? Potomac comes back on Sunday. Yes. Yeah. That's so great. Potomac, so Potomac is coming back, which I'm very excited for. Um, I'm trying to think. I've been watching Bachelor in Paradise. Bachelor we, Paradise I didn't get to watch it. Was it good? I, I have it on my DVR. Yeah. Bachelor in Paradise is literally all I care about from like that. Franchise. What's the main storyline right now? Anything? I mean, it's not, they're not fleshing out like the couples yet. Really. Everyone's just kind of like, Ooh, like, Ooh, I'm hey, they look really hot in swim trunks. Yeah. 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 And I'm like not familiar with most of these people because I haven't been watching like the past few seasons. So I'm like getting to know them too. But that's what I'm saying. Like I, I saw the preview and I was like, I don't notice a couple. I don't, I don't recognize a lot of them, but do you think it's still worth watching even if I don't recognize a lot of them? Um, yeah, for sure. For it was sure. still fun. Yeah, that's that's the boat I'm in, and it's still fun. Right. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, I mean, sad news. Well, good news and bad news are all good news. Uh, Trevor Noah is leaving The Daily Show after seven good years. News, good news. He's but so also, not funny. He's. So I, I don't funny. watch it. I was a John Stewart guy. He's such an unfunny, corny loser. I'm sorry if this offends people. I actually posted on Twitter when this was announced. I was like, wait, did like, any of you guys find him funny? And so many people were like, no. And some people were like, yes, I am a diehard Trevor Noah fan. I thought he was so insightful and smart. And then what? I also posted like some of his old anti-Semitic tweets where he literally was like very anti-Semitic on Twitter back in the day. And he never really like, there never really was anything that came from it, which is like just classic when people shit on Jews. It's like, it's fine usually, which is just like fucked up. Um, so yeah, not that probably, I'm probably biased against him for that reason, but yeah, I never found him funny. Um, well, good luck. Good news. Cause he's off, but then I, I got pissed because then they had photos with him and Dua Lipa. And I think like, that was PR. I, 
black people. I love Dua Lipa. So, I mean, I know it's better than being with the Hadid boy who she was with for a long time, but I do not want Trevor Noah with Dua Lipa. I love Dua Lipa and that was offensive to me, but I think they said they're just friends in another Daily Mail article I saw. Well, I think, I really think it was PR because I think that he actually is canned and I know that he had a contract that was up. Oh, really? Yeah, a hundred percent. So everyone's like, "Oh, Will's contract was up this year anyway. He probably just oh. wants to like, stand up again." It's like, no, I think that if you have a cushy job like being the Daily Show host at age however old he is, like, you're gonna want to like keep doing that because it really, really, really keeps you relevant. Like it just does. Like look at John Stewart, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, um, Stephen Colbert. Like it really is a way to cement your career. And I don't think yeah. he would give that up willingly. And yeah, I would say that, and ratings have tanked since he took over, like ratings are abysmal. So yep. Trevor Noah got fired and that's that, that in my, the, uh, the Dua Lipa thing is funny though, just in terms of PR, because Khloe Kardashian had a photograph taken with some hot dude at a fashion show last week that was on Netflix's horny show 360 or whatever it's called. And then that dude's rep came out and said, no, they're just friends. And I was like, that's so sad for Chloe that even this guy's rep was like, no, definitely not with Chloe. Like that would hurt my feelings. Like, why can't we just even like put it out there a little bit, you know? I know that's so embarrassing. And also shout out to our main man, Tristan Thompson, who this week, finally with Marley Nichols, the, the, the lady he had a baby with seven months ago, finally came to a custody agreement, not to actually see the kid, but to give the kid money every month. So I'm glad it took seven months to finally get some food on that kid's table. So thanks, Tristan. Good guy. Uh, this week, you guys, today you're listening to Sophie, but also then right after this, you go and listen to So True, or you start with So True and you come over here. And Winter Mitchell, I'm telling you, she she's getting great guests. Winter you guys, is, it is- no, She is so funny. And usually I try to keep the episodes like, I don't know, like under an hour. We (laughs) were almost two hours. And I know that my producer was so annoyed with me for it. And I was like, we can like split it into two episodes if you want. And he was like, no, it's so funny. Like, like, he is so freaking hilarious. Like you have to listen. Winter has an encyclopedic knowledge of pop culture. And just like her, you can talk to her about anything. I truly, truly love her. She's like a Hollywood Insider. Like she's been in LA since like the year 2000. Like she's been to every, she saw the Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears like dance off. We talk about that. Like, she oh shit. I, re- I totally she remember was, that from Us Weekly. She was there. Like she was there to witness literally everything. <laughs> she saw Fred Durst hook up with Britney Spears. She was there. Yeah. No, I kept joking. I was like, you were literally on the plane when Lyndon B. Johnson was sworn in. <laughs> Like she, she, she's the Forrest Gump of pop culture. She's the Forrest Gump of pop pop culture. He said that on the podcast. Like we talk about ever, like it's, it's a must listen. So, so I'm definitely going to listen to that episode because I love winter. I think that will be a great episode. Also uh, go subscribe to the Substack. I have a feeling we might see an article about the, the try guys soon. Who knows? I'm just guessing. Um, And also happy birthday to Sophie's dude. We hope he has another great successful year with the lovely Sophie Ross. Uh, Sophie, thank you so much. And we will talk to you next week. Thank you. Betches.